This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Jeez, that was crazy. I feel like it was <laughs> almost had a little bit of like a like a regular season down crunch time, you know, spirit and emotion to it. I mean, two two physical teams. I mean, there was uh, some heavy body checks out there. Uh, a little bit of extra extra emotion. I mean, I can't believe like what a bullshit elbow I haven't really seen the replay yet on on Fets but um, yeah really frustrating when that happens I mean glad we were able to score and, and make them pay there but um, yeah it's just uh, it was a weird one tonight lots of emotion for sure those are the fun ones to play in I was defenseman wearing the A last night Brendan Dillon for the Winnipeg Jets comments about the game uh, yeah it was a preseason game Jim that's how I would frame that I love that post-game interview. I loved what he said about the elbow, and I loved what he said about the game itself. He's kind of like, whoa, I just kind of thought we'd come out here and have a skate, get the rust off, and turn it into a hockey game. <laughs> <laughs> I like the whole Brendan Dillon's great, by the yeah. way. Um, and full disclosure, I didn't see the game. I was at the football, uh, Manitoba Football Hall of Fame, but I, I caught the entire post game on the, on the way home and stayed in my car to hear Rick Bonus speak about the game and the hit and everything like that. Uh, and then I watched the highlights. So it was a bit of a hockey game. Like, there's a rivalry here, hey? Mm-hmm. And, All and it's, it's interesting. Yeah. We always go back to even Jets 1.0 with the Oilers, and, and we know the Vancouver Canucks because of the Moose affiliation for years. And this thing with the Flames has kind of crept in when Matthew Tuchuk was there in the bubble and he did what he did to Mark Shifley and yep. Lina got knocked out. And then um, they just don't like each other. And it was interesting because I had Ryan Leslie on from Sportsnet yesterday, Sportsnet Calgary and the Jim Tilt Show, talking about the Flames. And he said, like, the players wanted Ryan Huska. The players, we all know this summer was, a lot of them said they're not coming back or want traded if Daryl Sutter was going to be here. Mm -hmm. Then Daryl Sutter was like, go. And then the contracts kick in that we all talked about. But he said it was emphatic that every player, veterans and, and young ones with the Wranglers and everything, wanted Ryan Huska. So I found that interesting. And then watching the highlights of the game and hearing the post game and how it was described and reading about it, I just was like, this is Daryl Sutter hockey. Like this Calgary Flames team came in last night and kind of tried to do what uh, you they, know, you, they know. you know, the mean old dirty um, I was in the press. Flames. I was in the press box. That's the exact same thing I thought. Like I thought, I, 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 thought I just thought it, that with what Ryan Leslie told me with Ryan Huska yeah. and how he's a we're all in this together and I want your opinions and team friendly coach and they can't he coached both of them in in the minors that this is are we going to see skill are we going to see that and then it, at the end of the day it was just old school Daryl Sutter Calgary Flames hockey exact thought that rolled through my head I was just like is Daryl I was thinking to myself up in the press box yesterday I was just like is this <laughs> This is Daryl Sutter? Is he on the bench? Do I see him? I see Huska. <laughs> yeah. So I just, guy, this I guy that out might there, not but... be the team they're going to have. And they didn't have a lot of regulars in the lineup and all yeah. that kind of thing. But th- that's my point. The guys in the lineup, Huska would have coached last year. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely a certain attitude amongst them. Uh, we can get into it. I, 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 I thought the jets were okay. I know the shot clock through the first two periods was very, very slanted towards uh, the Calgary Flames. I didn't think that they were outplayed. When you looked at the possession numbers, um, I, I, I think the it was almost even. I think there was an edge to, towards the Flames, but it was almost even. I just think the the Jets they struggled to get into the into the zone and and really make um, uh, really find sort of those great A chances. They were moving the puck quickly enough, 
And I, I, I think that's why it, uh, the, I mean, and again, and we have to talk about it. It's a preseason. This is a situation surrounding. I mean, there's a lot of guys missing. Um, and then, you know, uh, you know, there's not much rhythm when it comes to a, a preseason game like this, people are trying to stand out. And then you have the situation that happened with Cole Perfetti, um, with, even, uh, even, Pospisil, um, sorry to interrupt. I mean, go ahead. Even, even that though, like when Brendan Dillon was describing how hard it was to get pucks through lanes and stuff like that's. Calgary Flames, gritty, dirty, kind of dirty, uh, blocking shots, no lanes. Yeah. You know, we're going to force you to do things that um, – so the whole game, it was funny listening to him to describe it because I hadn't saw it, and I'm like, is this Flames of three years ago or is this two years ago? Or, yeah, it's um, the same. But look, it, and that's the focus right now is that hit was dirty. And Absolutely I, it was. I have a major problem with this, and, and the, the minute I got home and I saw it and then I started reading all the reports and everything like that, there's just – you can't do that to a guy. Um, and I have a major problem with it. And I know some people are going to say, oh, so-and-so did this and they were a jet. It has nothing to do again, again, people, with whether it was a flame on a jet or a jet on a flame. Mm-hmm. That is a late, dirty hit in a preseason game. It, that's a, it, extremely unnecessary. And now we sit and wait, right? So here's a guy who's missed so many games over the past two years. We just talked about this, Cam, last week. Yeah. A lot rides on this season if Cole Perfetti can successfully play second-line center. If I can just add this, based on what I saw yesterday, I'm not saying Cole Perfetti is not going to develop into the second-line role on at, at center position. I believe that he's going to need, he would have needed these next three games. I, I, I think he would have played in them. And so... He's skating. He was skating out there today with the smaller group. We'll get into the lines and all that. Jamie Thomas is going to join us after after twelve thirty. But th- this is valuable time that Cole Perfetti is now going to miss to gel with his line mates. The sort of the line that's that uh, Rick Bonus envisioned. Which Ehlers is out there today, non contact jersey. Cole Perfetti's not taking part in Group A practices where he should be. So there's already you know fluctuation. This is just a season. There's going to be ups and downs. Yeah. This is going to happen. Uh, but starting out of the gate, it's like it's already starting behind. You're, you're you're five yards back already. It's hard to quantify how important. You're first in fifteen, Jim. Yeah, you took an offside <laughs> and pushes you back. Well, well, this is my point. Shrinks the playbook. It's a hard bit. to quantify the most yeah. important players on this team because it's going to be a collective team this year, and there yeah. are there are superstars on this team. Don't get me wrong, but if you can't go with your second line center and Nick Ehlers out of the gate, you are behind the eight ball here. So we'll wait and see what the diagnosis is. The other takeaway I had from this game, Cam, is who wants to be a defenseman on the NA, on the Winnipeg Jets. Ville Hainola, here's 28 minutes and 27 seconds last night. Yeah. Logan Stanley, who missed 17 minutes of the game for the fight and stepping up for everything. Another penalty. Played 16.06. Who wants this position? You're going to get every single opportunity to make the team. Mm. We want you to make the team. But as Rick Bonus always says, they cut themselves. But 28 minutes and 27 seconds for Ville Hainola last night. Yeah. And Logan Stanley, another 16.06. Um, Bauer had 12.28. Uh, Chisholm, 22.58. And all I see scream is, oh, who, want, who owns the Chiefs? Who wants <laughs> to make this team? Yeah. Here's your opportunity. And it'll be interesting to see the ice times for defensemen over the next three games. Because go yeah. ahead, step up, take it, one of you. Billy Hainala in um can skate. He can move the puck. 
He's got great passing potential. Um, it's great just, offensive. It's, he's got great offensive. There was a five on three yesterday where he was dynamite. I mean, it took them too long to score. They should have shot the puck a little bit more, but he was excellent at moving the puck, skating around. He's been working uh, with speed with a, with a, with a top speed skater to to really hone his game. That's that's where he's excelling at. And I actually see an improvement from last year there, Jim. It's the positioning in the defensive side of the puck. It's the it's the things that he needs to continue to work at where I just think he's going to need some more time. He's bound for the mooseless, and he's got waiver exempt attached to his name. That's the kiss of death in terms of making this lineup. He's going to be starting the season with the moose. He's going to be moving down. But if he plays like he did last night, yeah, it won't take long. It won't. And it it won't. he'll be the first. It's, he'll be the first call up. It's tough to tell a kid that's twenty two year old that's at this point already. He's in the final year of his ELC to remain patient, Jim. But he's got to remain patient. There's going to be positions that are going to be opening up. Neil Pionk and Nate Schmidt are going to be UFAs, not at the end of this year, but the next next year. And Dylan DeMello, who I think, I think the Winnipeg Jets are really going to seriously look at re-signing. Brendan Dillon, again, a guy that the Winnipeg Jets are going to seriously look at re-signing. But I think there's eventually going to be some positions here to open up. Is he moving the needle Yes, I think he's moving the needle, but I don't think it's enough yet. I I, I think you, you I think when the roster shakes itself out, I think you see Logan Stanley. I, I just don't see a, a situation where they put him on waivers. Well, Declan Chisholm. He's I'll got tell, a little bit I'll of a bite, you, Jim. I'll tell you what, Cam. If it comes down to putting Logan Stanley or Declan Chisholm on the waiver wire, I I think that's a fair debate. Yeah, it is. It definitely is. I, I I know Logan Stanley one year and Chisholm and and one's a first round pick and all that. Mm-hmm. The, it's no longer about Hainola anymore. Hainola looks improved. Yeah, he, he does. He looks like he's he worked really on everything else. Yeah, he does. He he can be waiver. He is waiver exempt, like you said. Can go down, and I think he's got a bright future with the Winnipeg Jets. Still, I really yeah. believe that. There has to be a decision on Logan Stanley and, and Chisholm with their contracts, and and just going forward even after this year with their contracts. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. I don't know. Like I like Declan Chisholm. I, I have no problem with Logan Stanley. I and when I say no problem, I'm well aware of the games that he looks like he belongs and the games that he doesn't. Um, but I this is a battle right here. This is a position of one of these two might have to go on waiver wires, and I'm wondering which one it will be. Do you put Nate Schmidt on waivers, just like they did with Matthew Perot a number of years ago? No one's gonna pick up that contract. I don't know. Like so when I say this is a collective this year. Yeah. Like there's not a high end loaded to bear top six and you hope to get something from the bottom yeah. six. This is a spread out lineup that I think can all produce at different levels. And I think the defense is that way as well. Like I, I don't think there's, I mean, there's your Josh Morrissey's and your Pionks and DeMello's and Brendan Dillon and Sandberg. And after that, I, I think it's a collective, right? I, mm-hmm. I think it's, um, I, I don't know. I mean, can I put it to you this yeah. way? Logan Stanley on waivers. Does he get picked up at the start of the year? I think so. I De- think he, I think he does. Declan yeah. Chisholm. That one. I'm not so sure about, but, but you know, Chisholm's, you saw, you saw Jonathan Kovacevic, J- Kovacevic get picked Chisholm's up last John, year. Johnny Kovacevic. Does somebody else see something in him in the limited time they would have seen him? Logan Stanley has some cachet to him, I would think. Logan Stanley is a first-round pick, six foot seven. Jordan Jordan Greenway, the trade. He, there's he, he, there's he at has least value, five teams out there that would go. Yeah. We can waive him as well in two weeks, but at that size, first round, I don't know. Like I, I don't. It's and that's the battle to me, Ken. Can we, I, I think yeah. that's the battle. It's between which one of Chisholm and Stanley go on the waiver wire now. Maybe Stanley has the inside track. Yep. 
But I think this is going forward from this point. I think Hanola has established himself. He'll get some more time. I, I'm very interested to see if when it comes down to it, if there's a choice to be made between those two, which one it is. Yeah, and I and I think, you know, Parker Ford's had a great training camp. He's lead, he's leading the Winnipeg Jets in preseason. He's gonna had he's gonna be with the Moose this he year. He looks really good. He's gonna be with the Moose. He's not gonna be on the opening night roster, but he's a guy that you need to keep a look at here. Uh but that's where he's gonna start. That's it. And and well, let's take a break. Let's come back afterwards. Martin Pospisil, that was a dirty, vicious, um, targeted hit. He came right at Cole Perfetti when he didn't have the puck. You know why it was a cheap shot? Because it wasn't even a hit. It's just a little, I'm going to skate by you and give you this. It's, it's, it's that's a, what it was. It's a player trying to get noticed, but that's not how you get noticed in the wasn't national. Wasn't a guy trying to go through a guy. Wasn't a guy trying to remove him from the puck. It's just a dirty hit. Even if it was late, it wasn't a guy just trying to knock him on his keister and send a message. It was a little flyby eh, right in your head. Right in your toque. Here you go. It's dirty. Yeah, dirty. Let's come back on the other side. Jimmy Thomas is going to be with us. Going to talk uh, the preseason game. And hey, look ahead to uh, Ottawa. Coming up tomorrow. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Hey, welcome back to the show. Greg Mackling just opened the door. What's Greg Mackling? you want to say something, Greg. I don't know if you saw that big light outside that says on air and it's red. <laughs> oh, that we're on air very, right now. I should been, read my own advice. Must no. have been very important. Must have been very important. He opened it and then he just shut it right away. <laughs> now uh, he's standing in the window like he's at the zoo and he's watching two monkeys. In what, a way, he is. Well, I wasn't going to say that. I mean, it's pretty accurate. Um, Calgary Flames defeating the Winnipeg Jets in a shootout. Last night, three to two. Uh, the Jets two zero oh, and one, first place in preseason. Yeah. Time to celebrate. Is there any awards? Is there like monetary? There was a stat like for that? a long time where a team was like oh, for, well, I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. I think they actually went um, undefeated in preseason for like six just preseasons in yeah. a row or something, and then they lost. I but. always think about this. Is why I never get excited about preseason because I always think about the Detroit Lions. The year they went zero and sixteen, they were four and zero in the preseason that, that year. They, really? they were yes, and so I always think about that. So, that's so in why a way, I, they were four and sixteen. <laughs> it just puts a total damper on any preseason. I just think about. I just have that locked in my memory. Did you know my friend in Kansas City, Roger, who has. Chief season tickets. Did you know that you have to buy both preseason games and the ticket prices are full price and so is parking. You have to buy and if you don't, you don't get your season tickets. Welcome to and, the jungle. And parking is sixty dollars per game for the preseason. Nice. Yeah. I'm like, what do you do you go? And so he goes, nah, give them out at Halloween. I'm like, Halloween's after preseason. He goes, Well, that's the worth to them. <laughs> Jamie Thomas, host of the Ground Control Podcast, as well as Jets content creator, joining us now. Hello, Jamie. How are you? <laughs> so good. How about you guys? Jamie hey, with Thomas. The, with the Lions, you could always say we always had the preseason boys. That's <laughs> yeah. <I> like. yeah. <laughs> uh, we won four games. Yeah. yeah. So, Jamie, what's the latest down at uh, down at training camp today? I know Group A was on the ice around Sorry 10. Sorry to interrupt again, but somewhere there's a Lion who got cut in that season and said, I was 3-0. and <laughs> There's, yeah, there when is. When I was there, we were three and zero. You know so their mistake for cutting me. Anyway, go James, back to the Lions documentary. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> what is going down there? As Cam just eloquently well, asked you, and I interrupted. Well, some good news. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers with a yellow non-contact jersey did skate with the main group this mm-hmm. uh, this this morning. So he just talked about moments ago about you know he, he didn't he was doing something in the gym that he's done a thousand times and. 
tweak something and it's, it's been incredibly frustrating. So, um, you, you, you know, you, you mentioned last year was incredibly mentally draining how he, you know, he had all these hopes for the season then he missed 36 games and, um, it was just an up and down roller coaster year emotionally for him. So to have this happen this early in camp, and just, he kept saying, at least it's not the regular season. So, I mean, for the fact that he, he had been skating with the injured group or the third group that, through training camp for the majority of this, so for him to join the main group today was, was a good sign. So there is some positivity there. And um, saw Cole Perfetti. He had skated uh, with the injured group, um, but he said to some members of the media that he feels fine, but we have to get the clarity. Rick Bonus is going to be talking here momentarily, so I can't inform you exactly what the, what the news is on that one, but uh, at least he says he's feeling okay. Uh, and that's a great sign because the last thing the Jets needed is to have Ehlers and Perfetti um, yeah. down for any stretch of time, right? So they, they, they dodged a bullet. Um, ridiculous play by, by Martin Pospisil last night. And um, it's, you know, you just, you, you hate to see that. And I constantly hear, you know, the guy's got to make the team. I just don't feel if you, if you want to make it the NHL team, that's not the right way to no, do it. Absolutely. And, and uh, um, I'm not going to go down the high and mighty road here. But there's got to be some conversation with younger players when they're trying to make a name for themselves. That's not that's not the route that you need to take um, with a blindsided hit, um, putting somebody in jeopardy the way that that play is. So um, we'll, I, I'm mad. Rick Bonus will have an update here momentarily, and I'll I'm actually sure I texted you guys as soon as we get to a word. Or yeah, actually, Moore Kelly Moore. Kelly Moore's way ahead. Yeah. Of you. He just texted us. He says Perfetti has passed his tests, and of course he was yeah. skating with the extras this morning. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's good news on on Cole Perfetti. That is yeah, good see, news. Kelly Moore's always up, you know, upstanding me. So, like, he just has like, oh, it's just, anytime I'm doing well, he has to come in and say, "Oh, yeah. well, you get used I to have it." This information, yeah. yeah, I know you guys probably you work with him, so you understand. How you doing today, Jamie? I'm good. Kelly says, <laughs> "I'm great." <laughs> great teamwork down there, by I the way, though. Thousand dollars. I want a thousand dollars. I want a thousand and five. I won a thousand and didn't have to pay GST to get it. Oh, good for you. Uh, Jamie, we were discussing this lineup. So Vili Hainola last year night, 28 Mm -hmm. minutes to me, it is what it is, right? I I think he looks better than ever. Um, Mm -hmm. in in that, you know, limited time we've seen him, Uh, he's waiver exempt. So we all know what's coming and, and, but I do think he still has a very bright future here. The, Mm. the The battle I'm fascinated with is Chisholm and Stanley. Yeah. And if one of those guys have to go on the waiver wire, but I looked at the minutes last night and all it screamed to me was who wants it? Like here's mm-hmm. every opportunity, even Hanola to make this team. Um, Rick yeah. bonus likes to say, you know, they cut themselves. If they don't perform, 100%. then then they do that. And I, I agree with that. And I buy it in, but to me, three games to go, it's going to come down to Chisholm and Stanley and which one you want to put on waivers. And, and I'm wondering what you've seen so far, um, is there a possibility that Chisholm can really sort of eke himself into this place? I think so. And, uh, you know, he was kind of swimming a little bit on, on the first Calgary goal. And, um, but I felt as that game went along, he got a lot stronger. Now, Logan Stanley, we didn't get a really a chance because he had to go in and defend yeah. his teammate and that was the end for his night. But that also puts you in the good books with the coaching staff too, right? I felt he had a pretty tough first period, but outside of that, his game got a little bit stronger as it went along. But again, you stick up your teammate like you're supposed to, that gets you in the good books with the coaching staff too. So um, it's going to be fascinating. I believe, you know, Friday, you know, tomorrow when they go to Ottawa, it's going to be a lighter, it's going to be NHL light um, in terms of the squad. And we'll probably see more, a lot closer what the team's going to look like in the final two games against Calgary and, and Ottawa, respectively. So, um, you know, there's three important games coming up here. 
And, and uh, Jim, I agree with you with Billy. I think every year he looks a lot more confident. He looks stronger. His skating looks better. His shot looks improved. But it's just a logjam. Um, that that is, you know, we've you, you talked with Jansen Harkins last night. He had a goal yesterday, but he understands what's in front of him too, right? You're, they're loaded up front. Um, these are these are great things to have, but not so great for the guys that are trying to fight for a spot uh, as a 13th forward or seventh and eighth yeah. defenseman, right? So it's it's a headache for them. Uh, easy for us because it's easy for us to kind of figure out who's going to be where uh, at that point when you're when you're talking on the radio or, or doing your hits, right? So, but uh, it's it's a grind for the players that are on the bubble. Um, not easy for them, but great for the organization to have this type of competition going on at, at training camp. Heading into camp too, I mean, you have Velarde, you have Kapari, yeah. you have mm-hmm. Nemesnikov here for camp, you have Niederreiter here for camp, uh, yeah. you have Alex Ayafalo. Of course, you 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 minus a couple players there in, in Pierre-Luc Dubois and, and Blake Wheeler. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you talk about logjam. It's a similar situation, and of course, you have Parker Ford. He's leading the team. He's he's got three points uh, <laughs> over the over the game he's played. But he's going to find himself in a similar situation, Jamie. Yeah, I, and, and I think it, it, what Rick Bonus has been clear about the whole time is you you have to make your get yourself noticed. And I, I've I feel watching Parker Ford in uh, Penticton at the Young Stars tournament, uh, he was always in the scrums, right? There's he's always making sure like if he wasn't creating offensively, he was doing something, uh, when he was on the ice. And I feel like he's carried that momentum and say that confidence over and, you know, talking with Paul Edmonds today, you know, you can't knock the eight games. This is what Paul said. And I totally agree with him on it is that the eight games that he played with the Manitoba Moose last year mm-hmm. were probably the most valuable games he's going to get as a professional. He had four great years at Providence um, in the NCAA, but to get those games, the Manitoba Moose and to understand what pro hockey's like, I think got him in, in a good place and got him on the radar. And I feel like he's even more on the radar now after that performance against Calgary last night, he did point out, you know, he had a couple open nets that he missed. He didn't score on the on the sh- in the shootout situation, uh, but for him to be bat- on the ice during you know a five on three power play, I think that says a lot about where what they're trying to see with what Parker Ford can do. And man, if you, you know you keep playing the way he is, that 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 screams fan favorite at some point. I'm not saying he's going to make the team, but he's going to be a fan favorite with the Moose if he goes down there. He'd be a fan favorite when he gets in. The, if he plays like the way he did last night. You know, I think that gets you in the fans' good books right away. Should you get in the lineup? Injuries, uh, uh, injuries are going to happen, and you're, you're making yeah. a case for yourself to be the first call up. Real quick, Jim, before I pass it over to you, uh, this is from Ken Weeb, friend of the program, heard him on the pregame show here on 680 CJOB yesterday. Uh, Jets head coach Rick Bonus says Cole Perfetti is feeling good, but is considered day to day. Right wing Mason Appleton, who did not also practice today, yeah. lower body day to day, and defenseman uh, Nate Schmidt, lower body day to day as well. And the aim is for Nikolai Ehlers to play Monday. In Calgary versus the Flames. Monday, so um, they're, now they're going to get payback. Here comes Ehlers. You guys yeah. even need me to have me on the show. Like you just take Ken Weeb's tweets or posts and then Ellie's little text well, messages. I'm just a placeholder for these Because those guys won't join us, so we appreciate you doing it. <laughs> he didn't see the list of people I text. Right now. He <laughs> didn't see the list of people I text before I got to you, Jane. <laughs> well, we love you, man. It's always fun. But um, you always say yes, even though you're the fifth guy. <laughs> it's like me. People ask, can you do my podcast? Can you do my show? I'm like, yeah, I got nothing really going on. Yeah, so yeah I'll be there. I'm not that busy, I guess. Um, <laughs> what other battles are you looking at? And and I, I always I said this yesterday on the show, but the, mm. the last three years, every time I think the cupboards are a little bit bare, the Parker Fords of the world and the yeah. Declan Chisholms of the world and um, like, and, and it makes sense, right? Like management clearly knows what they're doing and, and 
uh, holds on to their prospects. But um, as we go further into camp, do you expect yeah. to, to see a lot of the Chaz Luciuses and the higher end prospects that some people like the Brad Lamberts had a great camp last year and yeah. I, a great camp. I mean, in points wise, but it was clear he needed some work on the boards and he was, mm-hmm. you know, needs to beef up a bit and stuff. But uh, who are you looking forward after Friday's game going into next week when some more of the experienced guys get it? Yeah, I, I think you're still trying to see what's going to happen. Like, David Gustafson has a role in this to play uh, right. all this, right? So, you know, he admitted he's worked a little bit harder in the summer. I, I think every year a pro goes by, you understand that it's just not going to be given to you when you're a guy like David Gustafson, right? Even though you're a second-round pick and you've had some time in the National Hockey League, you do have to prove yourself year over year in that in that essence. So I think he – I'm not saying he didn't take it seriously before, but he's he worked out hard, uh, understands what's in front of him, um, great guy, you know. Was, no, you weren't happy, more happy for anybody in that. You know, the game against the Rangers last year in the fourth line comes through huge in the third period, of the game-winning goal. So, I, I, I think I, I'm curious to see how David Gustafson reacts now with the time winding down, um, with three preseason games left. Uh, you know, we have, I think we have a pretty good idea with Chad Lucius and Brad Lambert what's going to go on right there. It looks like they're going to be going to. Clearly, they're going to play with the Moose this year and. You're, clearly, it looks like they're going to be playing up the middle, right? That's what the organization wants to see. Uh, Brad Lambert had a lot of success in Seattle up in the middle. Same with Chaz Luchas with Portland Winterhawks, even though it was a short stretch. But now the opportunity presents itself at the American Hockey League level. But I'll be watching to see if David Gustafson, David Gustafson can throw his name in the hat here um, coming up uh, with these last three games to see if he can hang and grab a, a, a 13th forward spot uh, with the big club. Jamie Thomas, host of the Ground Control Podcast and Jets content creator. Jamie, always a pleasure. You take care, okay? Can you, uh, I know you're in this new role and you're going to do fabulous yeah. at it. Um, yeah. Can you give us a little inclination on what you're working on right now? Because I know the great part about what you're doing is you get some time to put together some really good yeah. features. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a longer piece on the relationship between Mark Shifley and Cole Perfetti, right? And I talked to Mark the other day and he says he likes really positive people and you know, Cole Perfetti's always got a smile on his face. You guys see him around the dressing room quite a bit. So that'll be a longer read. And then we're taping our first podcast, the video podcast on Monday. Dan Robertson, the man who replaced Dennis Bayak, will be my first guest. So we'll see um, how he feels about that. He says he's got some things to say. Um, you know, Dan never holds back. So uh, looking forward to recording that podcast and releasing it to uh, everybody on Tuesday uh, on the old YouTube and whatever channels there are. Yeah, out there. So, and and yeah. Jamie, if the first four people cancel, you know I'm always yeah. here. <laughs> See, we're we're like Mark. We like positive people around us too. So you're yeah. always our fifth call. Thank you, because I'm always positive about it. You I'm are positive. always positive. Show. You don't you don't see numbers. You just show up. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Jamie. Take care. All the best, no my man. Guys. See you, boys. Truly, one of the great peoples you could ever. Be. Oh, Jamie's awesome. awesome. Let's let's take a break. Let's come back on the other side. This is a really interesting thing I found today. Uh, and it's to go back to a conversation we had all throughout the summer about free agency and just how tough things are and how this could open the door to potentially something with perhaps Connor Hellebuck, Mark Shifley. And it came from a Slovak podcast, Jim Toth. And I didn't, I, it took me so long to learn Slovakian. Good on you, though. And to decipher this podcast. You t- you said, have you ever heard this podcast? I'm like, I can't speak. So, And then you said something to me. I'll get back to you Slovak- tomorrow. Slovakian. I was like, wow, you can speak it. So I got this from this podcast. I'll tell you what's on there when we come back. Chats at noon on 680-CJOB. Final segment of the program, 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Uh, on the Slovakian podcast. Boris Abramdor, 
which is actually is Marion Gabrick, longtime NHLer, as well as Boris Valabic. I'm hope I'm pronouncing his name right. My Slovakian is still a little fuzzy. Um, uh, but he played about 80 games. <laughs> was, a, was a draftee of the Atlanta Thrashers. Uh, yes. Was, uh, anyways, so back on September 20th, uh, he had a conversation with Thomas Tatar. So Thomas Tatar, uh, over the offseason here, actually very, very close to training camp, uh, not that far, um, made a uh, signed a contract with the Colorado um, with the Colorado Avalanche. Actually happened on September 12th, so not that long ago. For one year at $1.5 million. Dollars, just before camp, yeah. And Thomas Tatar commented about that on this Slovakian podcast, saying... Uh, on parting ways, of course, played with the New Jersey Devils, which is, you know, believed to have a good team, really good team this year, chance for playing for a cup. Not that the Colorado Avalanche don't, but on parting ways with the Devils. Uh, Tatar said, a one-year offer was on the table, but I refused since I wanted more term. I only realized later during free agency that it's not possible this year. Then Jersey signed to Foley, and that was it. End quote from Thomas Tatar on the podcast. Now, this is a, you know, we'll look at the situations out there, right? Uh, we see Mikhail Backlund. He gets the C from the Calgary Flames. Um, signing a two-year extension. This year, he's 5.35 mil. Uh, two more years, he's going to get 4.5. Um, and I wonder, Jim, and I'll get your thoughts on Thomas Tatar's initial comment there. I also ask you the same question. Does it open the door to Mark Scheifele and Connor Hellebach extending two years? I think given, it does. Given the market right now. Look, good for Mikhail Backlund. He's been there 15 years. Good for him, absolutely. But he's Adam Lowry. Adam Lowry makes $3 million and will for the next couple of years. I think the reason he gets 4.5, now he can score a little more than Adam Lowry, is because the they can't get anything done with the Tanevs, the Hannafins, the Elias Lindholms, um, they have four of their top six D-men, UFAs next year. And if any of these guys want to stay, but the reason I think Backlund gets four and a half and signs is because there's no money out there. And so look at this, Cam. Mm -hmm. Going into free agency next year, Mark Shifley, Connor Hellebuck will be going into a free agent pool with the cap going up $2 million and maybe, and there's no room there's no money mm-hmm. with the likes of William Nylander, Steven Stamkos, Elias Lindholm. I mean, where are these guys going to get paid? Yeah. If they want to get paid, and if you're Mark Shifley, and no disrespect to Mark, but Elias Lindholm, William Nylander, Connor Hellebuck, Steven Stamkos is going to get more money. Mm-hmm. Stammer, maybe not. But now you're at, the, what, the 10th guy on the totem pole when there's no money to begin with? Yeah. If you want to make seven and a half, eight million dollars, the best place to do it might be right here in Winnipeg. Jim Tell to take you all the way until three o'clock. Thank you very much, Jeffrey Fortune, for producing actually. the show. I, I'm in a course, so Kathy oh. Kennedy has the show. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Didn't we just go through something like this about doing your research? I you, you, we did a. It's a course on preparing for your show and interviewing. Wow. And well, I guess we did I'd... not prepare you at all for this. <laughs> But, well, but Kathy I, Kennedy is going to take you until three. That's I it. was going to tell the Slovakian podcast, but I forgot to mention it when I was we'll be on. Okay, <laughs> we'll okay. That's it. I'm wrapping up the show. See you. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.